This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. And now a message from the Tom Bernard Podcast. What to do if your friends drink too much on Cinco de Mayo. Later today, if your friends start saying things like Cinco de Mayo or they may have drank too much. The best plan of action is to get them some water, offer them some chips and guacamole, and in case they get lost, repeat the name of the place you've been drinking. Rojo, 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 rojo. If you do lose track of your drunk friend, the best place to look is the drive-thru of the nearest Arby's. This has been a Cinco de Mayo message from the Tom Bernard Podcast. Um, there you go. I like how he's laughing at himself. In there. I'm laughing at Brittany. Uh-huh, I feel attacked. Why? How dare you? I went to I went to Arby's one time, and you're now that hound. is my identity. I said you're a booze hound. You know what? That was so funny, Rudy. You oh, because it was about you. Is that what we're? It wasn't about me. Rojo, 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 rojo. Rudy, I need my invitation to StreamYard. I sent you one. Oh, you sent me one? Oh, it did not come up? Oh, yep. It did not. I still don't have it. It's coming now. No, it's too late. I'm going to head home. You know, email is quick, but it's not always that quick. Well, that's true. It's a good point. Are you on your Gmail? Your Gmail? Did you just say Gmail? It's Friday. Okay, wasn't it enough yesterday that we had to suspend you for a day for what you said on the air the previous day? What did I say on the air the previous day? We had to kick you off the show for an entire day because you went on the air and said the following. Because I can't remember who I was even talking to, but it was a pretty sad story. And you said, I don't want to listen to this. It's like you told our audience to stop listening. No, when no, Chris... No, that's exactly what... Don't try to change the subject. No, I'm not trying to change You're the subject. You're a disaster. When Chris Eggert was doing his depressing that's report. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was Chris Eggert. And he exactly. even admitted he had to pivot because he was like, and don't go outside for the... It wasn't news. He was tearing up. He was getting so emo. Then I was like, he fine, really was. let's lean into it. Let's, let's not all... go, I don't want to listen to that. Listen's a very key word to this show. I said I want to talk about that. No, no, you said you don't want to listen to it. You want me to go and play it back for you? You want to know what I don't want to listen you to right now? Me? Oh, you could go home. You could do that if you want. Yeah, pill. Your pill. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> there she is again, quacking up the storm. Uh, See, the great thing about this show is that you and I have known each other for like 20 years. Yeah. Or 15 years, anyway. So when I tell you to guess my living ass, you just go, okay, well, you do the same. Oh, no, I'm very upset. <laughs> I'm very hurt. I'm very sensitive. You should well, know no me about, about this fight. Like, yeah, no, this will affect me for our, the rest of our relationship. I love this. I fought in the Middle East, but Tom really upset me. <laughs> he really ruined me. He really made me toss in the hat. I think, I think that's wonderful. You know, I can take the Middle East and the war, but not Tom. Not Tom. That's I understand. Where I, I understand. That's where I draw the line. I got no problem with that. I understand completely why you Thank you. Upset. I appreciate it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday in Minnesota. You know what that means? We're going to get rained on. Woody-woo. Can it not be nice here on the weekends? Is that just impossible in the spring? Till like June 20th, so we got about another six weeks. Yeah, for some reason, because it was very nice. Yesterday was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Man, it was nice out. Here's the deal, though, ladies and gentlemen, mostly cloudy with a few showers possible, a possible thunderstorm. 
Yeah, I don't know. They're, they're looking like a, starting at 10 o'clock. Hey, what time does the show end, by the way, Rudy? What time does the show end? For most of us, 10 o'clock. What time is it uh, supposed to start raining? Mm, I would imagine, because you're asking me, 10 o'clock. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's mm-hmm. exactly. It's going to start raining the second the show ends and we get outside. Mm-hmm. Does that sound too bitchy? No, I would listen to this. I am listening to this. Oh, listen. You all should listen to this report. Listen to him. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the deal. So, yeah, it's going to rain today starting at about 10 o'clock. It's going to be off and on, though, but a a thunderstorm or thunder shower, I should say, is possible, a high of 68. Tonight, scattered showers, possibly an isolated thunderstorm, but not severe with a low of 55. Then tomorrow, cloudy with scattered showers again. Not a washout, though, with a high of 66. On Sunday, partly sunny, a few showers again because it's the weekend mm-hmm. with a high of 70. Get away from me. Use. Now, here's the other part. Now, what do we got Monday? Partial sunshine, 72. Tuesday, partly sunny with a high of 75. Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high of 76. <laughs> F, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, always beautiful. And then, of course, you get to the weekend and you piss all over Tom's dreams. Not dramatic at all. (laughs) No drama Um, there No drama llama. Uh, You're right. You know, maybe we need it more on Mondays. We need that little pick-me-up. Could we get a pick-me-up on, like, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? I I wouldn't mind it is all I'm saying. We got some good weather. I don't care. I don't care if it's raining a little bit. 70s? Yes. It was gorgeous yesterday. Oh. Just beautiful. It was outstanding. No question. Went and saw Fawny. She, she was in a play last night at the school. Did she have a line? No, no, she was in the chorus. That's perfect. But I told her I was proud of her, and she almost teared up. Oh, she's so sweet. She's what a sweet kid. so cute. Very cute little kid. She's about as big as a pop bottle. But man, will she F you up if you look at her oh, the wrong yeah. way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's got a little Alex in her there. She's got, oh, yeah. She's little, man. She'll... You do something, I'm like, hey, does this, you know, toy go in this toy? No. No, not at all. Like, oh, okay. You just read me up and down. It's fine. Up and down. So it all works out in the end. So how did your deal go yesterday? Good. I went over. I was trying to do a class over the summer. I don't know if I'll be able to do it because they had two times. I wanted to do just one nursing class over the summer. Um, pharmacology. I just felt like oh, that yeah, might sure. help us all if I know what drugs we're all taking. Oh, that's, yeah. I want to turn to you when, <laughs> when I need to hear that info. Of course. No of problem. course you'd come to a student nurse. I feel <laughs> terrible. Should I call Dr. Zarent or Brittany? <laughs> Who should it be? Should I take this pill, Brittany? The answer would be like, oh, <laughs> give it a go. It came out of your purse and it was a gummy bear stuck to <laughs> oh, it. So God, I, I hate if, that. <laughs> if I did should you, be ingesting this. Have you ever dated women that had this like, the <laughs> layer yeah. on the bottom of their purse? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it, it's as sticky as a cinema floor. It's yes. so disgusting. Oh, I, I don't have Jesus. sticky, but I have loose items galore in my purse. Uh, like what? Uh, a like, knife? Like all you have a knife in there? Like just things. Just things. Just paperwork I probably should do. Tom's will. Why do you have that in there? Yeah, Tom's <laughs> will's in oh, here. Weird. Um, I, let's see. I heard you took yesterday off. To, yeah, because you were meeting with Biden and Trump to try to set up scams with both of them. Yeah, that was later in the afternoon. Oh, so yeah, I could have come to work and done day. both. Yeah, they don't wake up that early. So. You know, this has happened throughout our history, but to actually have two presidents, one current and one former, that are both being charged with defrauding the people they're trying to, or they're supposed to serve, I'm, I gotta believe maybe both of them should go to prison. What do you think? Yeah, I just, is this. 
are we wasting time? Like, what's going on? I don't know. Once again, I, why are we doing the things we do? And then the Russians set up that, did you see the phony tower attack? No. no. Oh, Jesus, Palomino. There's some dome. I don't even know where, the, I think they're, it's just the, the Kremlin, I think. And it's kind of a dome, and it's got this big antenna, like a, kind of looks like a radio antenna, right? And all of a sudden, it just blows up from the base, by the way. It blows up from the very base, and uh, the Russians said, uh, Attack from the United States. Yeah, we're going to bomb a radio tower. Yeah. Right? If we come all that way over there, we're going to attack your radio tower. Boom. What a joke. Yeah. Uh, Biden had a pretty decent joke at the correspondence dinner uh, over the past week. It was that, I think it was Tuesday night. Was that the correspondence dinner? Tuesday yeah. or something I think like that? so, yeah. He had a funny joke where he goes, hey, man, we put out 12 million new jobs, and that's just the lawyers that are... It looking in on the president. And I was like, okay, well, at least he's a little self-deprecating. You yeah. think you know? that's funny? Well, no, I think it's funny that he makes that joke. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you know he didn't. No, well, obviously, we, somebody wrote it, but he's the one who said it. Yeah, but really? What's the problem with it? I yeah. know, it's just stupid. Well, no, I get it's stupid, but it's one it's, thing for somebody else to say, but the self-awareness you know, of himself, yeah. I, there's, come on, do you think he's self-aware? He was reading it from a teleprompter. Okay, I'm giving too much credit to an 82-year-old guy for propping himself up in front He's of a microphone. He's only 80. <laughs> Either way. He's yeah. only 80 Doctors years not old. allow us to roll up after Look, 70. I, know, right? I don't yeah. care if it's a Democrat, Republican. If it's a politician right now, I, they're all scum to me. Well, obviously. They just are. I mean, name one decent person who's in politics right now. Including the local people. Bob Sansevier. There is you he go. in politics? Yes, he's is something. Is he the mayor again? He's something. I forget what his title We have to ask him what his title is. He's something. He ran for something and he got it. Yeah. Well, don't forget, we have another mayor on this show. I'm the mayor of Pity City. Oh, that's right. We forgot. Well, but she's a good mayor. That's a wah, big difference. Now, look, like I said, I'm not taking positions against anybody. I don't like any of them. I just, they're, your job is to serve the people and none of you do that. Not one of them. No. It's them first, and then maybe it'll get around to us. Yeah. I think, I think uh, you just got to literally put your head down when you can, take a break, and... I guess, yeah. Do drugs. Should I start doing drugs again? It what is Cinco. Idea. Hey, happy Cinco de Mayo, It is by Cinco the way. de Mayo. Absolutely happy Cinco de Mayo to you. No, like I said, I'll get, I'll get through and all that stuff, but I, I just... Rudy, I'm one of those people, I don't ever, ever think politicians are funny. No matter what they say, it, it, maybe it could be brilliant, but it's just they're, uh, get off your ass and serve the people and don't read off a teleprompter. How about that? But they all do. I mean, when's the last time we had a president who was really focused on the folks? I don't know. You got one? Ever? I don't know. I don't think about him or her. Just kidding. It's never going to be a woman. Be a woman. <laughs> what are you doing making jokes like oh, that? Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's could be depressing. a woman any minute now. Sure. Yeah, actually, he's right. It could be a woman any minute now. It, it could. All we need is, oh, yeah, you're right. All we need a good is, jump scare. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's a woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I'll bring this in. I don't want to talk politics all morning because I'm not trying to talk politics. I just don't think that stuff is funny. I never have. Matter of fact, I cannot think of one president that ever told a joke that I thought was funny. Can you? I mean, think back. Is something funny? I don't know. I don't. I'm suffering. I'm trying to come up with like, something. I don't have like a top five hilarious <clears throat> jokes. Do you have a top one? I will. No. I'm not gonna lie. I have. <laughs> I don't, you know, adore Trump, but. 
he did say, I mean, it was pretty funny when he would go on Twitter rants, like in the way that you were mortified he was our president. But mm-hmm. like when you attack the way that people looked, it was like, I can't believe this. Is I mean, that stuff is so out of line. It's so naughty. That it's is terrible. I was just always like, please don't let my nephew see this. Please don't let my nephew <laughs> yeah, see exactly. this. <clears throat> Not like I, let me be very clear about that. I've like I said, I've tried to be a Democrat. I've tried to be a Republican. I tried to be a centrist. I don't want anything to do with any of these people. They just, uh, you know, I had the, all these friends years ago in politics, and we'd get together and we'd have dinner. They'd come to the house, or I'd go to their house, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard a word from a, one of them in years now. Really? So, oh yeah. As soon as they left office, they had no time for me. Okay, so I, I looked up the best jokes ever said by a president. I yes. like it. No, now we're talking. Now we're cooking with fire. This one's not bad. This was said by uh, Theodore Roosevelt. When they call the roll in the Senate, the senators don't know whether to answer with present or not guilty. <laughs> so that's good. That's not not bad. bad. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, he might be my favorite president of all time. Maybe. I don't know enough about him to really make that call. I heard an old story about him where he was canoeing down the Colorado River. And mm-hmm. was taken over by like I don't know what you want to call them thieves. Mm-hmm. You know, thieves in the night. They stole okay. his. They stole all of his camping gear. They stole his canoe. He, all he had in his pocket was a knife, and he basically whittled the canoe over like two days, and then got a stick as a paddle, and then Jesus. chased these guys down and got all of his stuff back. Really? That's, yeah. Yep. See that? That's my guy. That's right what I'm there. saying. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So Teddy Roosevelt. I can settle in on Teddy Roosevelt. There you go. But some people hated him too. What are you doing with all those parks out in North and South Dakota? What a, it's a suspicious. You, <laughs> yeah. Why do you like parks so much, you well, pervert? Well, Christ, somebody shot him on the back of a train, and he did the speech. Yeah. Yeah, he That's changed exactly his shirt right. mid-speech <laughs> to cover up the blood. How hey, insane. You guys, I have a cold, and I don't come in. <laughs> you're a candy-ass, though. You get shot, you're done for the week, right? Uh-huh. Like, are most gonna, people. Are you going to tell a long story? Because... I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to listen. Brittany said she didn't want to listen to sad stuff. Unbelievable. She's the worst. You are the worst of all time. There's yeah, no I'm probably the worst. I'm don't pro- get around I'm it. Top five worst, probably. Top five, you think? Maybe top five. But no, I, I just, like I said, it, it's just one of those situations, because all I do is get everybody pissed off at me because they got their positions and they believe this is that and that. I don't like any of these people. I've tried. I really did try hard to just kind of fall into that, well, let's support some... They're all scumbags out to make a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, I just don't like the fact that how many billions of COVID dollars are missing and they have no idea where the hell they went? It was like 80 billion or something. That's a problem. And that's over both, uh, both parties and being president, right? Hmm. So what does that tell you? Well, I can definitely tell you that 80,000 of those billions of dollars are not in my bank account. See, so, they're yeah, not. They're Where's not. our money? See, don't. Where, yeah. Where's our chunk? Yeah. I don't know. They don't know. It's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. What is that again? It's J.J. Wentworth. J.J. Wentworth. You're right. It's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> me, okay. Me and Shannon. We were in the military oh, yeah. together. And you know, yes, Shad was yes. here yesterday. She's, love her. She's we great. used to get in so much trouble because we would do annoying things like that all the time. And one of the things we do is these big military buildings they have at Camp Ripley would stay in these barracks. And we'd shout out the window like they would in the commercial. <laughs> it's my money and I want it now. And there's like all these officials walking by and then they would be like find that soldier like they would be so mad at us and we'd have to hide but we're all in the same outfit so we would just hide somewhere she couldn't do it because you know she's black and she would stand out but man 
We would die what laughing. You, what do you mean by she would stand out, you racist? No, I mean like... Nope. That's what you said. We didn't want to get caught. Nope. Oh, it was so funny. Racist. That's all I have to say to you. Um, right? Uh, some people have feelings about President Reagan said uh, he was funny and he had a very funny kitten joke at one point. Oh, that's right. He did. That was pretty good, I, I guess. I mean, there have been lines. I suppose every president has had some good lines, I guess. I just don't know. I just, uh, it's just, they're just not my kind of people. I, does that make sense to you guys? They're just not my kind of people is the I problem. I'm, I'm fine with them not being funny. I'm, not, I'm fine with yeah, them whatever. Yeah, I'm fine with them disappearing and me not thinking about them. The president shouldn't disappear. That's not a good thing. Now, I'm not saying disappear, but like not be in headlines constantly. Like do your job. Yeah, that'd be good. Live your, like let me live my life. That's it. Do one of our listeners have any tips on how I can get through my life with not hating every politician well, born, ever born? We've got feelings. People do not want to talk about politics in the morning. Well, I'm not talking about politics. We're talking about humor. Yeah. Well, they don't like. There's people writing in quack quack. They don't like. They want to pivot from politics. So we can never bring up the headlines anymore. No, that's not it. But they're just saying a good way to avoid it is we don't that. We don't have to talk about it. But I'm trying to learn something here. You understand that? Yeah, but I'm... I'm trying to figure out which... I'm not trying to grow as a person. Well, see, that's the problem right there. I'm trying to grow a little bit. I just... All I'm saying... Okay, I'll close out with this. And if you guys... Seriously, if they don't want to talk about this, I don't give a rat's ass. So none of us can talk... Okay, none of us are ever going to talk about politics. No, again. nobody's saying that. I just said that. Well, you did say that. We're doing it from now on. Don't don't even bring politicians up. I don't want to hear it. Well, Rudy, quit bringing up politics every morning. I'm just I'm not saying anybody specific. Brittany, I'm just saying it's Gelfan. Gelfan brings up politics more than any not living here. human. Yeah, for sure. Well, he was here yesterday. I have no proof of that. I yeah, see, here. there you go. More me now, for Christ's sake. You're a goddamn. I disaster. listened yesterday. Oh yeah, you told me you listened yesterday. I had a grand old time listening. Yeah, that's what you said. You had a good time. And well, that's good. That app is slick. I had that in the car. Yeah. I had that in my headphones when I was walking to school. I it was slick. They did a nice job. It's There's a great no job. It's a nice app. They did indeed, sister. We got to take a break here. We got Bob Sansevier coming up in a couple of minutes. Right back with that on the Tom Bernard Show. When Mike, yeah, here's here's the deal. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread... The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you will ever own. Say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night. And more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free offer with promo code TOM, T-O-M. MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on a radio podcast square to receive the MyPillow 2.0 buy one, get one free offer just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better. MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code TOM or call 800-516-5146 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? 
a non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? Hubbard Interactive can help. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp, plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees are back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I need to remind you, mostly cloudy, a few showers are possible starting at 10 o'clock this morning, just when the show ends, you know, because there is a God or a devil or something. Mostly cloudy, a few showers, possible thunderstorm today with a high of 68. It is sunny and 50 right now. Sunny and 50 now, but yeah, about 10 o'clock. Well, now they're saying there's going to be a thunderstorm at 10 o'clock. So I don't know if that's true or not, but they're, they're indicating it might be a thunderstorm right at 10 o'clock. So right when we walk out, we'll get hit by a bolt of lightning, and that'll be the end of the show. Huh? There's that. What do you think? Going you into the weekend. That? You guys hear that one come through about 4 a.m. today? No. Hot damn. Yes. Loud? It gets very loud. Yeah, shook the house. I just erased my entire screen. How the hell did I do that? Oh, no. I don't know. How did you do that? Tommy will have to figure it out. No problem. I got it. There we go. There you go. Yeah, just I think I just moved the screen on because of my really small fingers and hands. I thought you were going to blame me. You know what I really noticed about being on camera now and you look up at yourself when you look up? Because I can see all of you here, which is a good thing, you know, huh. being here. I never knew my hands were, because I have a big head. Yeah. Look at this. 
honest to God, I got some mitts on me, Mike. Jesus, Palomino. In any case, I'm trying to avoid talking to Bob, but I just can't any longer. Tried to get rid of Sandy, just didn't work. <laughs> Moved across the street, couldn't get away. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports is brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. And by the way, Brittany did point out that it's about 50-50. Yeah. Some people want to talk about it. Some people don't want to talk about it. So I think the decision to just leave it right there in the middle works for me. Perfect. I, I couldn't care less. Let's be honest, Tom. What? You, if Whatever you want to talk about, we'll do it. Oh, God, listen to this now. No, I mean, I'm serious. Here we go. Whatever avenue you want to go, we're going to do it. Hey, Sandy? Yeah. Could you come in and then have Brittany come from your house? We could have her report. You know, I'd like to spend a week like Brittany. On Monday, she's heralded as the glue. Two days later, she (laughs) takes the day off, listens to the show on the app. And then she comes back here and tells you how to run your show. Oh, Bob. It's a disaster, Bob. Bob's just happy for one time we're not attacking him. (laughs) That we're not attacking him. He will jump on anybody's grave to avoid us jumping on his. Grave? Let me tell you something. It's, uh, you know, I'm. I get attacked every day, whether I'm on the show or not, Ugh. and it's it's just you know it's my life. That's what I have. But you have the charmed life, Brittany. She does. There's I, no doubt about it. I won't. I won't disagree. It's absolutely true. I mean, what a what a segment we got. Listen to this this hour, the seven o'clock hour. We got Sanny. Then we got Kristen Burt. Then we got Steve Gillespie. He's giving us a call. That'll be great. It's a hell of a seven o'clock hour right there. Don't you think? It's every, but every hour you have is a hell of an hour. That's exactly. Am I right? That's exactly what I was thinking, Bob. There's All right, no I got to tell you, Tom. You held up your paw. You, compared to my doctor who does prostate exams, you have dainty fingers compared to him. <laughs> He's got the big. He's logs. got the giant kielbasa <laughs> fingers, and I tell him, look, I actually have told him, go down the hall, go get the doctor who's the marathoner with the little tiny fingers. And, you know, instead of you, and the last time he did a prostate e- exam, he get the got the glove. It was like OJ. Oh, I can't get the glove on. I was doing gardening over the weekend. My hands are swollen. Oh God! He just likes to you know to toy with you because you know what's coming. Did you ever and shake hands? Pleasant. Did you ever shake hands with Doctor Nigerian? Uh no, but I've seen his mitts. I know how big they were. I shook his hand, and he, like, swallowed up my whole arm, for Christ's sake. That boy's got some big... And he's a surgeon, for Christ's sake. Okay, the biggest hand I ever shook was Andre the Giant. Oh, wow, I bet. Because yeah. I interviewed him way back in the... Uh, was a, I think probably late... Probably early 80s, when I was working at the Asbury Park Press in New Jersey, and he did... He really was not... Because he did not want to talk to anyone who would not talk to him in French. And uh, that's, oh. he was, he was kind of curmudgeonly. And I had a friend who worked there who spoke French. He later did an interview, and it was great because he was comfortable doing that. Who came up with that audio of him asking that question about the peanut? Remember that, Bob? I'm trying to remember if I did hear. If I, I probably have heard it, but it's, it's probably buried in the recess. And I'm not making fun of speech impediments, so don't get on your high horse with that. I'm just repeating what someone did. They kept playing this thing back where he keeps going, Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) (laughs) That's why he wouldn't talk to me. And that's probably why he wouldn't talk to you. You you know, The Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies. It would be diminished so much had he not been in it. Yeah. He was phenomenal in The Princess Bride. No, I think you're right, Bob. See, I I didn't know he was curmudgeonly. I heard he was always a really, well, like Greg Gagne told me, he was always a really, really good guy. 
Well, to another wrestler. Not yeah, that he was, that's he true. He wasn't a bad guy, but he didn't want to talk. It was like, it wasn't yes or no answers. It was grunts. Or maybe he was saying something. I just couldn't unravel the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. That's it true. It might have been that, but you know, he I loved him again in Princess Bride, and it just he, with him they didn't need special effects to make him look bigger. I still love that story, and I've been told by several professional wrestlers that I don't remember where they were now, but he drank Andre the Giant drank hundred and fifty six beers one day. That's a <laughs> lot of beer, baby. And he also had wine. And he also had wine, that's right. I forgot he took wine up to the room afterward. You're right. Because who's the, I'm trying to remember now the wrestler whose brother was an NFL coach. He told the story because he was on the show with uh, back when there was a ticket. Because Mike Morris is a friend of this guy. I, it'll come to me. Mm-hmm. But he was there during this episode of the drinking the beer, and he right. also had the right. wine chaser. <laughs> he had the wine chaser, which was like four bottles of wine at least. Yeah, he he yeah, was. What are you uh, do? Unfortunately, he died a young man. When you're that size, the odds aren't really in your favor, too. No. You'll say, hey, guess who turned 100 today? Well, remember the tallest man ever, and I can't remember how tall he was. Robert he was, something was his yeah, name. Yeah, it was Robert something was his name, and he was like, what was he, eight feet two or something? Or Yeah, he was doomed from the start. Lived to be 27. That pituitary got working on him. <laughs> Jesus, 27 years. Oh, my years. God. Well, he died of, gig- what was it, gigantism? Is that what they called it? I think. Yeah. And they yeah. sawed him in half and put him in three caskets, or th- sawed him in threes. There you go. So, anyway, you're twins. Sandy, I'm yeah. telling you, the fact, if they had lost that game yesterday, there would have been hell to pay for everyone I came across today. Well, losing to the White Sox, they'd lost three of four, and they would have certainly, you know, the series would have been done, but they yeah. came back in the 12th. Correa and earlier, Bucks, I mean, five-run 12th inning put it away, but Buxton had a home run. It, maybe he's starting to heat up. Yeah, seems like it. Seems like maybe they can keep him keep him off off the because he is so aggressive, and it's not that he's a bad outfielder. He's very aggressive, and he always gets hurt. Then leave him at DH. Yeah, I agree. He's, I mean, he's now over uh, you know batting two sixty two, so the average is coming up. He's had a you know a few homers the last uh, few games, so leave him there. And if he starts heating up as a DH, fine. That's why they went out and got Michael A. Taylor. He's a you know, Gold Glove outfielder, a center fielder. Leave him there. He's at the bottom of the order. You know he is hitting two thirty three, but he's had a he's had a couple of home runs. I mean he's he's doing all right. He's not completely whiffing. And Pablo Lopez had a decent outing, seven innings and two earned runs. So that's not uh, you know that's what you want from the guy who was brought in here to be the ace. They got three good starting pitchers. They absolutely and that do. could carry you. You're right, but their middle bullpen's terrible. No, it's been yes, it's, it's it was not. Brutal. I mean, they were, what did they have? They had uh, five guys throw mm-hmm. after Lopez, and none of them gave up any earned runs. And a few, three in a row, walked a couple of guys, but they didn't give up any hits. Yeah, they got runs. Do, excuse me. They got to do ahead. something about middle relief, Bob. They really do because the closer is fine, starting pitching is fine, but those middle relief people are not having a big year. But you know what? I would say of all the the places that you need to fix. As a season goes along, as as other and as other teams decide they're done and they're going to dump, yeah, you, there are enough middle relievers that if you are aggressive in the market before the trade deadline, you can find good middle relievers. Sure, because there's a lot of them out there. Absolutely. So good. Let's start looking right now, shall we? Yeah, they're on their way now. The uh, are you? Do you watch the Kentucky Derby? Do you care? We're going to a Kentucky Derby party tomorrow, so I, I don't know that I'll even watch it. I don't care about that kind of stuff. 
horse racing's fine. I'm not saying it's boring or anything. I just, I don't know anything about it, and therefore I don't really pay much attention to it. Well, you know, I was looking at the horses that were entered. I, I used to like watching it. Now I don't really care if I watch it either. But what I find interesting, if you look at the names of the Triple Crown winners over the years, I mean, Secretary, it's 50 years since he, Secretariat won. But look at some of the horses' names. Secretariat, Whirlaway, Affirm, Seattle Slough, War Admiral, Count Fleet, Gallant Fox. They're great names. And you say, well, that's a Triple Crown winner. There's a horse in the Derby tomorrow called Two Fills. Can you ever imagine Two Fills winning the Derby or the Triple Crown with a name like that? Two Fills, baby. They, they have, I think they have a complex when it gets stuck with a bad name like that. Yeah, maybe it's not a good name. You're right. You're right about that. No question. Now, if there was a horse named Glue, I bet he would do well. Oh no, actually, it's not good motivation for a horse. Well, the problem with it is, Bob, they take off. Woman. They take off every third race. Is the problem if you call them <laughs> the Glue? You know what? What's that look? They get to the backstretch and take a nap. <laughs> exactly. Like I don't want to. Yeah. I can't. <clears throat> I can't really argue because I go, and then I'm like, but I do love taking naps. You do love taking <laughs> naps. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Um, expert. What's What's your favorite horse name that you have, Bob, at your place? Uh, it'd have to be Zeb. Zebulon. That's pretty it, good. Because he also, I mean, his name is Enchanted Hollow. That's the name of our farm, King Zebulon. And uh, he has won 70 national titles. He's, hey. he's unbelievable. He is turning... 27 years old this year, and he still can win a national title. He's unbelievable. He also, though, much like some of us, others of us, he needs to hit the gym because he's put on some winter weight that needs to be peeled off because he's got hay 24-7. He actually has got, like, his uh, three girlfriends that he hangs out with. He's a gelding, so he can't do anything about it. Yeah, well, there you you go. But he, uh, yeah, he's a he's a great a great horse. That would that's a great to me. That's a really good name. It's a strong name for a horse. That is a strong name. And you get the you know you get the stupid little names too. That's your but, one of the worst names at your farm. Uh everything but Seb. <laughs> oh, all the other names. Oh, no, I mean you know because none of them are really bad. There's no like sugar or you know uh, cocoa. There's no names like that, but. Some of the names, I can't even understand where people came from them because, you know, we have horses that we have had for a long time, but most of them were named by somebody else. And you're thinking, what are you thinking? You know, by giving the horses a name or a name like that. So, you know, I can't even most of the names the horses have been given farm names or barn names. We rode a horse one time. Its name was Kicking Bird. I was like, you know what? Maybe we try something. How about just like Gentle Stroll? How about that? Not Kicking Bird. Kicking Bird? What does that even mean? I have no idea. They just said the horse's name is Kicking Bird. I was like, that's what they called them? Kicking Bird? Kicking Bird, yeah. Well, I know. I got sucked into horses by Mary, my wife. And I have, you, Tom and Brittany know, and I don't know, Rudy, if I've ever, I have five kids. Uh, about a, it was a couple of years before we had kids. I had a horse wheel around and kick me. He, yep. I, it was instantly black, and he missed basically taking me out in the uh, paternal department by about an inch. And this horse, I heard like months later, he had to be put down because he was so aggressive mm. to people. But you got to be careful. You know, Tom, you have had him. 
You got to be careful around those horses. They'll wheel. One thing would be kind of nice if the person, like let's say in this case, your wife, my wife, in my particular case, definitely my wife, is on a trip out of town with some horse show, and the stallion was left back behind, and she said, "Would you do me a favor and just go out and put a lead on on the horse and bring him in?" I said, "Yeah, I can do that. That's not a problem." I know nothing about horses. Me neither. Right? I didn't grow up around horses. I don't know anything about horses. Yeah. So I put the lead on the horse, and I grabbed the end of the lead like you're walking a dog. Well, you don't want to do that with a horse. Oh, you have to hold here. You got to hold it right under their chin. chin. But I didn't know that. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. I mean, <laughs> I I wouldn't know that, especially if I was nervous around the horse. I'd want it far away. So I'm. You lead- think you're just gonna stroll with him into the barn? <laughs> I'm leading him into the barn yeah. like a dog. Yeah, yeah. I should have been under his chin, but I didn't know that. Why would you know that? He bit the piss out of my left oh. tricep. Oh, my God, did that hurt. Did it bruise immediately? <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. What were your it, horse's names? Do you remember? I don't know. I, yeah. I'm with Tom. Costly. You don't, costly. <laughs> Every horse was named Costly. I mean, costly. <laughs> exactly. And more costly. Yeah. And more costly. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy the stable. Money pit. Money pit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Tom, it probably was breeding season too, so he was watching all the mares, and he was getting uh, a little worked up. Yeah, tough guy. Yeah, exactly. God, did that hurt? I will never forget. It's like Jesus. One of my sons was on a horse once, and it was horrible. This horse reached around and bit through leather chaps and his blue jeans, and it was—I mean, it was—it was like he just took a chunk of meat. And the you—you talk about like pit bulls having the bite. This, these things can, they, they can kill you. You're lucky it wasn't worse. No, you, I am. I'm very, very lucky it wasn't worse. Bob, it's time for your Friday crossover with Kristen Burt. What do you think of that action? Well, I think that I have the opportunity, and it's a blessed opportunity, to introduce the best in the business. There's been none better. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I've said that there. Hedda Hopper, <laughs> it's a good thing that Hedda Hopper and that other one are not alive today because they would say, that oh, my God, we can't one. beat Kristen Burt. She's better than we'll ever be. It's true. You You're know? absolutely right. Who's the other one, Chris? And I forget now. I'm laughing so hard at this intro. <laughs> Hedda Hopper and uh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. I, I I introduced you as both once, and now Hedda I'm forgetting Hopper. the other one, the other big uh, gossip monger from the 40s. Dorothy Parker? No, not her. No, Dorothy Parker her. was from the Round Table. I know was, the Round yeah. Table. It was fabulous. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was quite. Uh, she was what everyone aspires to be. She was very. She had. Very quick-witted and always had a line, no matter what it was. But anyway, Hedda Hopper will do just fine. Dorothy I'll Parker? Wasn't Dorothy Parker? No. We just... <laughs> did, did, Tom, did you just what leave you... the show? No, no, no. I was listening. I was... No, I, did you turn I, into but... Brittany? No, the, the reason I did that again, because I was trying to think of... What the hell was the name of the hotel that used to... Was it the Sherry... Netherlands? It was an Algonquin Roundtable. Algonquin. There you go. The Algonquin Roundtable. That's what I was trying to say. Algonquin is still fabulous to go to. Really? uh, Oh, gosh. It is so historic. And there's a cat that lives there. And you'll just see the cat kind of walking around the lobby. And you have, like, a a drink and, like, maybe an appetizer. It's fabulous. Anytime you go to New York, you should go there. That's what I've heard. I've heard it. I've never been there. And even when I lived in New York, I never went there. But Oh, I love it. I wish I would have. Maybe I'll have to get it done. And I also go out, want to go to that, that bar, if it's still open, where Jackie Gleason bet Frank Sinatra that he could beat him around the block in a run. Did you ever hear that story? <laughs> no. This is a great... You know the story, Bob? No, I, I, but I, I would imagine I'd know the outcome, but 
I mean, they both were heavy smokers, too. One was fat, one was skinny. What was Frank's bodyguard's name again? His big, what the hell was his name again? Oh, God, it was just in my head. Now it fell out of my noggin again. But here's what happened. So Gleason goes out and he goes, well, I'm not going to run right next year because you'll be distracting. So why don't you go around to the left side? I'll go around to the right side. We'll pass halfway around. And then whoever gets back first, We'll just go in opposite directions so, you know, we're not all over each other. And goes, okay, Ed no, Pucci, no by the way, was his bodyguard. Ed Is that Pucci? the one you're thinking? That's the one I came up as his bodyguard. Jilly was the guy I was thinking of. Remember Big Jilly? Oh, wasn't Jilly one of the mobsters? Yes, he was. Okay. Absolutely. So here's the great story, Kristen Burt. So they, they leave. Frank Sinatra runs off to the right. Jackie Gleason runs off to the left. As soon as Jackie Gleason gets around the corner, he gets in a taxi that he had called. They drive him <laughs> around to the front, and he waits there for Frank Sinatra to run around. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, that a great? That is amazing. He that called a good. taxi to be waiting for him as soon as he got around the corner. <laughs> and I bet it was Luella Parsons who broke that story. That's who I was trying the, to think Luella, of. Luella Parsons, very good. I could Very come up with thing. Algonquin, but I had trouble with Luella Parsons. You're the best in the business, Bob. That's all I have to say. Well, on that note, I'm going to leave because it's not going to get better than that. That's for sure. <laughs> Thanks for the great intro. All right. Take care, Chris. Hey, Brittany, take care. And, you know, take a few days off next week. You've been working too oh, hard. Thank she you, Bob. Oh, I think so too. Bye, Bob. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye, Sanny. Bob Sansevere, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers. And now, of course, it's just been a tough week because between Brittany and you, it's like, oh, you know who's great? I'm like, oh, God, would you leave me alone? You have a lot of fans, both of you. Oh, that's nice. I, I love them. They all, like, send me messages and they tweet and yeah, it's that's great. What, that's what Brittany was telling me. We get tons and tons of text messages and emails and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you have great listeners. They're amazing. Let me see the, the last email I got. Oh, I got a couple this morning. Does it have to do with anything? The problem I have is I have several friends. They're on this, what do you call it when you're on, and you're on a stream? Or what like the hell a is it? group chat? Ah, group a chat. Thread? There you go. Yeah, a, a thread, a group chat, whatever. And it passes one of them, Doc, you know, Joe, all, all, the, all those people. So more than anything, oh, my God. Red Sox fans snub Bud Light at Fenway Park and viral video. Their concession stands are a ghost town. Oh, this is sad. Are people ever going to get over this? Yeah. Do you think they will get over it? Yeah. It's like, okay, they hired someone that you didn't care for to promote their beer. Who cares? I still don't. If you like Bud Light, why would you give a rat's ass who promotes it? Right? You shouldn't. It's, it, it wasn't at their target market anyway. No. It was. It was for a very specific segment. They're trying to draw in not only a younger generation to drinking their yeah. um, beer. Yeah. They're also targeting a segment because you know you're moving. We're moving into Pride Month. You have someone with part of the LGBTQ plus community. It wasn't for you. <laughs> no, but Rudy is. Uh, did you talk to Budweiser yesterday? I did talk to Budweiser That's yesterday. They're still going to yeah. they're going to sponsor the show. They said that they're you know okay with it uh, as okay. long as yeah as long as we can get Kid Rock to uh, shoot up another yes. case of Budweiser yes. so they can get make the rounds. Then he's totally okay with it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my I, favorite is that they like go out, they like buy a pack of beer, and then they shoot it up. I'm mm-hmm. like that defeats the purpose. I know it's like when they burn jerseys, and you're like, why did you you bought it first? Like, <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? Yeah, that's weird. Know. 
to go viral on social media or something crazy like that. I guess so. So anything good happening in Hollywood? Uh, well, I have to ask, are you suffering from dad devastation? Because that's what they're calling the fact that Kevin Costner is not going to do the second half of Yellowstone. Oh, right. He's not. Five. Well, he just got divorced. That's got to be kind of a bitch to do that after getting uh, a divorce. When, when he, he married her for like 20 years. He was getting divorced. His wife decided to file for divorce. Oh, I thought he surprise. knew. I thought he now, knew. Sorry. There is so much more to this story because his his lawyer came out with a statement just saying, you know, he didn't expect that this was coming and, you know, he's got to go through this. But I've noticed his wife, uh, Christine Baumgarten, Bob Gardner, um, she um, has been calling the paparazzi. So anytime you see Backgrid as the credit for photos, mm-hmm. yeah. and she got photographed without her wedding ring, and she was looking great, like meeting a friend for cocktails. So I'm like, there is some type of story that's probably going to break behind this. Um, Kevin Costner has already had to deny that he had an affair and got a crew member on Yellowstone pregnant. Oh, that was a weird rumor that was floating God. around. <clears throat> So he has not had a good week whatsoever. It doesn't sound like it. I will tell you that. I, I just, I, I watched the first episode, excuse me, the first season of Yellowstone, and I thought the ending was not very good, so I haven't watched it. Was it did it get better? Yeah, I mean, it has a solid core fan base oh, okay. uh, with Yellowstone. Yeah, and, and dads are the ones that like love the Kevin Costner, so they're, they're calling his exit dad devastation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, but so who knows how they're going to wrap up the back half of season five? It's supposed to already have been out by now. Let's be honest; they haven't even filmed it, and now we have a writer strike. So that is going to add yeah. even more of a, a backlog to the second half of season five. And there's been a lot of confusion over what's happening with it, but it really does seem to be a personality conflict between Taylor Sheridan and Kevin Costner as the reason right. why he's not going back. Kevin's got a ton of projects. He's working on Horizons 2, which is his own project um, that he's got, and we'll see what happens beyond that. But the next, the, the prequel for Yellowstone will be with Matthew McConaughey. So, Well, that's, not a, bad, that's not a bad replacement. No, that's I think good. it's going to be good. I think that, that they'll figure out what to do with that, and um, it has something for all the Yellowstone fans to look forward to. Yeah, I just got a text message from, from a guy who works in Hollywood. I don't know if you know him or not, but I just got a text message from Taylor Sheridan. He wants your help getting work. Yeah. <laughs> He's broke. Is there anything he doesn't write? I know, Jesus. right? Jesus. Yeah. yeah, the joke is he's literally propping up Paramount+. Plus. No, he is. You're a- absolutely correct. Very good. Yeah, and if the audience gets tired of his work, Paramount Plus better diversify very quickly, too, because that happens. Audience fatigue does happen to certain people's work as well. I'm hoping after 1883 and then 1923, I'm really hoping they do 1963. I think he'd do a hell of a job, right? Oh, I think it's a—we've talked about saying what a fascinating era yeah, that is, yes. and— I mean, if he's emailing you or calling you, you should let him know. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, uh, I'll get, hold on a second. Yeah, Taylor, I'll get right back to you, okay? And, but just remind him, he can't write that script right now because he's on strike. That's right. And by the way, you put the comma in the wrong place last time, so don't write me ever again. Uh, <laughs> so I, got, I just hung up on Taylor, so we're good to go. Everything's fine. Perfect. Everything else good? Yeah, I mean, um, I think um, this weekend is MTV Movie Awards. We're already seeing celebrities drop out. 
Drew Barrymore was supposed to host, but a lot of people in solidarity with the strike are just not going to appear. Oh, okay. Kind of interesting. She's uh, already agreed to host next year's show. You will see her in some segments that were already pre-taped for the show. Okay. Um, I know Brittany will appreciate this. Lala Kent has dropped out. Oh, God. <laughs> in solidarity with the, I know. Oh, she's yeah. in her best era. So I, I love that she was like, you know what? I can't, even though I'm an unscripted star, I have to support the writers Chris, in Hollywood. Kristen, did you see that they've been calling her because she's getting to the bottom of this like affair thing, Tom? They've been calling her name is Lala, and they've been calling her Lala in order. <laughs> oh, there you go. Lala in order. I like it. I like nicknames anyway. Yeah. I've always loved them. Yeah, she and she's fabulous. She's like a straight shooter. Actually, Tommy would probably love her because she just like tells it like it is. And I like to think she's in her best era. She had a baby and she got sober and she is like carrying some of this show yeah. on her back this season, like putting all the pieces together. So love streaming. All right, we shall talk to you next week. Yes, I will be back on Monday, and um, I'll be up. If anyone needs me at 2 a.m., I'll be up for the King's Coronation because I've got to oh cover it God. tomorrow. All right. Also, uh, I got your email yesterday, so I'm going to get to work on it. So we we're going to bring Kristen into town. Love that. We've got to figure out the good timing. You want to wait until probably the month of July. The month of July here is magnificent. Well, you lived here. You know I've that. Been here. I lived here. Yeah, you, li- you lived in Minneapolis-St. Paul. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get to work on that because I – I have never met, I've worked for 11 years, never met Kristen. That'd be super fun. That's weird. So, I know, isn't that's embarrassing at this point. I mean, outside of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, but i got to be honest with you, there are people I didn't ever want to meet, and I had to put them up with them the entire 11 years. So what does that tell you? I don't know. More me now. <laughs> All right, well, Hopefully I won't disappoint in person. That's you'll be thing. phenomenal. There's no getting it's around a decade it. decade of buildup. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we'll talk to you Monday. You bet. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you very much. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen. KB2, as she's known. We've got to take a break. Very special guest coming up next. Steve Gillespie will be on the horn right up to this. Tom Bernard Show. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard's shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. Tom here. Why should your business work with my friends at North American Banking Company? Here's Minnesota hockey legend Winnie Brown of OS Hockey. North American Banking Company has really allowed our business to grow over the years because whenever we have a question, we have the convenience of being able to walk in or we know exactly who to call to get things done. To learn more about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com. That's nabanco.com or visit any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, Equal housing lend. Progressive presents Precious Moments. Hey, Jess, want to come for a ride on my motorcycle? You know, we can talk about our feelings and explore our emotional compatibility. I thought you'd never ask. The exchange you just heard didn't actually happen, but it could. Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive and you could use the savings to make sure the motorcycle is always ready for your dream girl. So keep the dream alive and the savings coming with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. 
Here's football star Tony Romo for Skechers Max Cushioning Footwear. You know when you go to your kid's game and you have to sit on those uncomfortable, super hard bleachers? That's how I feel now when I wear regular shoes. Why? Because once I started wearing Skechers Max Cushioning, I've been spoiled with how amazing extra cushioning feels. Skechers maxed out the cushioning with a thick, comfy slice of super light, ultra-go cushioning for a soft, pillowy feel every step. See all the fashionable styles of Max Cushioning at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 7.51 now is nine minutes till 8 o'clock. Again, it's going to start raining. They think, I don't know, I better look at it again so I give you the right information. Mostly cloudy, a few showers possible starting right at 10 o'clock this morning, then on and off throughout the day, I guess. Possible thunder shower. High is 68. It is 51 and sunny right now, though. It's very, well, it's not warm, but it's okay. It's fine. Steve Gillespie with us. How you doing, Steve? Hey, Tom, how are you doing? Okay, I'm going to go from the bottom up of the sheet that I was given on you. Sh- oh, no. Shinesty, I don't have that sheet. Shinesty underwear, huh? Is that the plan? Yeah, Tom. I'm surprised. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've got it on a loop. Uh, watch it every morning. <laughs> Do- yeah, I just, I just did it. Um, yeah, it's like a goofy underwear commercial. It was fun. You get, if you really want to see it, you can see me in my underwear. That's what we want to do. There's no question. We're going to put it up on the screen. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. There's no question about it. Shinesty yeah. underwear commercial model. Uh, Steve Gillespie with us, ladies and gentlemen. This Friday, tonight and tomorrow at 8 p.m. at Laugh Camp this weekend, Laugh Camp Comedy Club at 490 North Robert Street in St. Paul. Steve, it's so great to talk to you because one of the biggest things in my career was making the decision many, many years ago, and I didn't even know that, that comedians were never invited on morning shows in America. I had no idea because I was mm-hmm. you know, doing something else at the time or whatever. But uh, when you guys started coming in, and I can't, I, God, that's got to be, what, 20 years now, something like that? I mean, not you because you're only like 22, you know. Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's... We'll go with that. We'll go with that. I guess what I'm saying, Steve, is that comedians have always been such a big part of my life, all the way back to, you know, the Alan Kings and Don Rickles of the world. Uh, so yeah. it's great to have you guys back on the show. It's really nice to have you back. It, it makes me very comfortable to be talking to comedians again. Love it. All right. All right. Well, I'm glad that... Uh, I'm glad I'm back, too. So... We'll get this out of the way very quickly. So the pandemic comes along. You guys sit around. Uh, that had to be a bitch, I would think. Yeah, it was tough. And, uh, I mean, it was, in a way, it was good, too, in a way, because uh, I had been touring just nonstop oh, going sure. up to the pandemic. So I had no idea what it was like to just sit at home, you know, and I had no idea what that experience was like and to actually spend time with uh, my girlfriend, and uh, turns out we we didn't want to spend that much time together. Uh oh! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I learned a lot. I learned I learned a lot about relationships in that uh, that stretch of time. Uh, mainly, just do not ask your significant other what's wrong. Just don't ask. Oh no! That. Just don't. That's that's a key, I think, to any happy relationship. Just don't. Don't ask. And I never have solutions. I don't know why I ask. I've never been like, hey, baby, what's wrong? And then she tells me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can totally fix that. That's never happened. No. One no. Time. Yeah. I'm like the world's worst first responder, you know? Like, I show up, and you're like, I'm, sure. I'm having a heart attack. 
And I'm like, I'll just give you some space then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we're still together, though. We're happy now that the pandemic's lifted. We don't have to spend as much time together. So now we're, we're happy again. So, but Steve, that's the great news is that you thought maybe it was all, all going to come to an end because of the pandemic and all the rest of it. But you two kids rose up and, and stuck together. Oh, yeah. We're, we're afraid to be alone. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> now I understand. There's yeah. no question about it. I don't know. Did, did all the clubs, and I'm asking you, you and Rudy, both this question, did, did all the clubs survive as well as they thought they would? Or this, I mean, Nothing was happening for a while there. Ugh. You know, I don't know about Steve, but I encountered probably about three or four different places that were, you know, regulars when it came to comedy. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they were like, nope, closing shop. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was bad. only a couple of clubs, but it was mostly the places that you knew were going to go under anyways. Oh, okay. they, they, you know, Some of the restaurants that held comedy, but, you know, like you'd go and they're, be be half filled every time you went. You're like, I don't know. Maybe you guys should try something different in this space. Like open a Kinkos. Maybe you make Kinkos some money. Would be good. Yeah, make some money printing stuff off instead of serving up chicken wings. I guess. Well, that had be a rough period. There's no question about that. No doubt about it. But now we're back. And now we're. Are they, you think they'll come up with some other line of bullshit that we're gonna? Oh, you can't do comedy now either. I, I just do. I think. Yeah, do you think do you think this is going to be a nonstop deal? Like every couple of years, we're going to have some pandemic running around the world. Well, I hope not. I, I sure hope, hope not. not. Yeah, yeah. I'm right I, don't know. With I mean, I, I know like what what I found it to be uh, very resilient. Um, you know, I, I, comedians and people that wanted to see comedy, we figured out a way to to make it happen. Like I, when I was living in Denver uh, during the pandemic, we did so many outdoor shows. We did. I did a show where I was on stage outside and everybody was in their separate cars <laughs> and they did it. They did it like a drive-in movie theater where they had like the frequency on like an FM channel. So I was on stage, you know, talking to the microphone and it was going into the car's radio. And <laughs> so that you couldn't hear anyone laugh, obviously, because they're inside the cars. Right. So people would flash their, their headlights and honk their horns. That's oh, how they cool. responded to jokes. That yeah, is great. I mean, it, it wasn't ideal, but I think it showed a lot of just how resilient we all were, and, and you know we were gonna we're gonna figure out a way to do it no matter what. Even if we've got to do it, uh, you know, like guerrilla radio style, you know. No, Steve, I can't wait. By the way, because uh, hopefully now in the next iteration of all of this, that you guys will start coming in the studio again, and and because that was one of my favorite things about Fridays over at the Q was when people would come in. We get two, three comedians in throughout the morning shows every Friday. It was just wonderful. So hopefully uh, when it, everybody feels good and safe and all the rest of it, we can get back to doing that because, I mean, that's how I met you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. It's nice to just be able to uh, call from my bed. <laughs> all right. You're out of the mix then, Steve. Forget it. I'm going to reach out to some dead comedian. I'm going to reach out to a dead comedian and just... Have them lay here on the table. Perfect. I love it. At least you didn't lie. It's like, no, I'm not coming in there. I'm staying at home. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Steve, Brittany and I were having this conversation earlier. Do you drive at all? Do I drive at all? Yeah. Are you talking to my girlfriend? Have you guys been chatting <laughs> about how bad of a driver I am? I, 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 uh, yeah, I have a driver's license. It's an odd question. Really. Okay, well, that, but that's not the question I asked. Do you have a driver's license, but do you drive? 
Yes, I, okay. I've, I've been known to get behind the wheel. <laughs> well, because no, because uh, everybody we've chatted with, because Brittany gave you a ride the last time you were at uh, at the studio. She this is get- forever ago, Steve. I yeah. gave you a ride because he was like, "Oh, Steve can't come in. He, you you know, didn't have a ride." And I was like, "Oh, I gave him a ride home once forever ago at KQ." Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't live here, so I don't I don't have my car here. I don't I don't live in in uh, the Twin Cities, so I flew here. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't fly my car here. Oh, good point. Do you still live in, uh, in Denver? I'm in, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of been uh, just touring basically nonstop for the last, oh, okay. uh, I don't know, year or so. So I have, I do have a, a house in Denver, but I've, I'm rarely there. And I'm actually going to, I'm kind of in the process of either going to New York. I'm going to New York in July for, um, like extended period, and then I'm going to be in LA for an extended period of time. So we'll see, um, see where I where I end up. But during the pandemic, I was living in Denver. The only reason I ask you that question is because I've I've stayed there many times. I can't remember the name of the hotel right there at the Denver airport. Um, you know that big hotel that's connected to the airport. Yeah, it's like connected to it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've decided that if I ever want to just drop out of society and start drinking heavily, that I would live in that hotel. And then I could just fly anywhere in the United States because it's very, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of centrally located. So I could just yes, drink like a fish, live at the hotel, walk across the street, get on an airplane, go work, come back home, and then drink some more. What do you think? <laughs> Sounds like a plan, Tom. Really does. <laughs> it's his it? retirement yeah. plan, Steve. Retirement <laughs> plan. I mean, you're, playing, you're paying a airport prices for the drinks. That's the only oh, yeah, good, good point. Good point. Good, really good point. Well, next time you come in town, Steve, I'll pick you up. That was lovely. I'll, I'll pick you up and drop you off. Why not? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Boy, you sound so fired I know, up right? about that. He's got my, Steve, you have my work ethic, and I like that about you. I'm still <laughs> like, can I do this show from my bed? <laughs> oh, God. All right, Steve, next time I'd love to see you come in, come in the studio. It'd be great to see you again. It would be. It would be. Thank you so much for your time tonight and tomorrow, 8 p.m. both yep. nights at Laugh Camp Comedy Club, 490 North Robert Street in St. Paul. Steve Gillespie, you'll love it. Steve, we'll talk to you again soon, pal. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Bye. God, what a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's fun. You know, that's. I got to be honest with you, because people, uh, many, many, like 35 years ago or whatever, when we started doing that, people go, how do you have all those comedians in there? Such pains in the ass, and they're not nice people. I. Why do people get that opinion about comedians? I don't know. It'd be weird that they had that opinion a long time ago. Cause they now, did, yeah. Because nowadays there's just so many outlets for somebody to get busted being a dick. You yeah, know, yeah, for true. like, you know, the internet and TikTok and whatnot. And that's it's the same reason why I keep telling my daughter, she's like, she wants a $1,000 Taylor Swift ticket. I'm like, sweetie, we are one <laughs> leaked Taylor tantrum away from tickets being $75 again. Just give it time. Let her lose her mind one yeah. day. It ends up on TikTok and then ticket prices plummet. So, so a thousand bucks? A thousand bucks. Yeah. There's nobody. I, I, if John Lennon came back, I wouldn't pay a thousand bucks to see him. But you bought them second. Like somebody sold them, like who bought them and sold them? Yeah. So because when yeah. I bought them on ticket, like when we bought them, they weren't that much. No, they. My family tried to get in the the raffle and then couldn't, so they yeah. bought them secondhand. Oh. But the other thing is, is they there is a possibility of them opening production seats because they always hold back like three to four hundred seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after they figure out, you know, the setup in the stadium, they'll release more tickets. So if you can buy them, you know, if anything. 
my brother-in-law made an investment. Yeah, yeah. He can just resell them because yeah. these definitely are yep. going to sell for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So is she good? I, I, I've oh. only seen her on TV. I don't know anything. I've never seen her sing or anything. She does 44 songs. I mean, 44? 44 yeah. songs. She has 44 hits? Well, no, I'm saying she, in her concert. Oh, in her concert, she does 44 songs. 40, I mean, like, who does that? That's her, a lot. Her concert is almost four hours long. Yeah, I could see that. She's so talented. I mean, don't get me don't get me on a Taylor Swift rift because and the thing is Swift rift, I like that. Swift rift. She's polarizing. I know some people have feelings about her and people say this and that. At the end of the day, like if you like her, you love her. You don't casually like her. Let me go backwards a little bit. Why would anybody not like Taylor Swift? What the hell did she ever do? Well, I feel like a lot of people get mad when they're not the demographic. That's usually why? what comes into play. I don't know. She I seems don't know. Very Sometimes people will be like, why is she so angry about getting broken up with? And it's like, have like why can't we have a song that we go to yeah. that mm-hmm. we listen to when someone breaks up with us? Why can't we be angry? Why can't you know, and there's people that'll say, She needs to get move on. She needs to do it's like, well, you're not saying that about other bands. You're not saying that like um yeah, it's not like Hall & Oates needs to move on from Man Eater. Okay, stop <laughs> oh, playing it. Okay, yeah. Is he still? Oh, you still want to eat a man? Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I like her. I think she's super talented. I, where our whole house is a Swifty. Justin likes Taylor Swift. Her new albums are not very poppy. They're kind of folky. Oh, okay. And I don't, I is she leaning toward country a little bit? No, I, she started out folky. country and then oh, went okay, pop okay. and then kind of had, yeah, I guess like a little old school. And then her last album, Midnight's, had has a little bit electronic-esque into it. I'd say every album kind of has a different theme. You know, we should sit and listen to Last Date. I can't remember the guy's name who sang the song. Do you know the song Last Date? I feel like you pull, you talked about this one other time. It's really cheer you up because what happens is he sings a song about how sad he is because he went on a date with this woman. She finally agreed to go on a date with him, and it was her last date because he lost control of the car and he killed her. Yeah, that's the, uh, when I looked up, <laughs> the rain the one. was pouring yep. down. Yeah, Pearl yep. Jam covers that song. Oh, oh they do? Yeah. yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I was out on a date. That's how he sings mm-hmm. it, too. It's yeah. hilarious. Sounds like he's going to die or something. Yeah, I, I music is a very, very important deal. Right now, I'm having a real... Because I'm a huge R&B fan, and you cannot find R&B anywhere anymore. This is true. Well, I spy you on the internet, obviously you can, but but just like riding around, you, it's impossible to find R&B now. And maybe that's because the, the greats like, you know, the Marvin Gaye's are dead or whatever, but that's such a great form of music, and, and that hip-hop garbage kind of took over that little area. I like one hip-hop song, though, that one, uh, California Love, that's a good song. It's about loving where you're from. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. It's not about everybody's an asshole and I'm going to bang your sister. That gets old. Does that get old to you guys? Like, oh, really? You're going to bang every woman you see? That's, oh, yeah. that's what you sing about? Is that it? Depends yeah. on the sister. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> this I is suppose true. That's probably true. <laughs> that, that makes, makes a huge <laughs> makes total <sense>. difference. <laughs> total sense. <laughs> now, I, I, yeah, as far as that's concerned... I'm trying to think that, yeah, I, it's the Marvin Gaye's of the world that I really miss. And, you know, it's not fair that his music was taken off the radio right after his dad shot him to death. You know. That's mm-hmm. not great. Not, not a great, a great timeline. Thing. No. How'd no. you like to go home and your dad shoots and kills you? That'd be a little interesting experience. Not that my dad wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. He probably would have if he had a gun. But, um, yeah, that, what, should, what should I be listening to? Because Taylor Swift is talented. I've seen her on TV. Uh, she seemed very talented to me. She's a very beautiful young woman. 
moves around, pretty smart. Yeah, I'll play you some T-Swift during the break. I also was telling Rudy on the way in, I was listening to A-Team by Ed Sheeran. That song still hits. Like, that song I don't know that. is... I, that's why I'll play that song for you during the break. I think you'll really like it. Is Ed Sheeran okay? Is he good? Yeah, I don't like all of his music. Like, sometimes it's a little too... Just... But the ones that are good are amazing. I'll say yeah. that. Like, I don't want to listen to his whole album like I do, like, Beyonce or Taylor Swift. Like, right. I don't want to, like, front to back. But the ones that, like, really catch you, catch you well, Ed Sheeran. He's a, I think he's a very good songwriter. Talented. And people wrote in that day we were talking about him, mm-hmm. saying that it was one of the best concerts they've ever been to. So why does everybody accuse him of stealing their music? Well, he didn't. He, he was not guilty on that. That's what I'm saying. Why do they accuse him of it? I think if you're big enough, anybody tries to glob onto it. I suppose, yeah. Well, you know that feeling of like, if they can, they will. Oh, I've noticed that over the years. (laughs) If you're successful in Minnesota, boy, some people are going to hate your guts. What what is that? Explain that to me about Minnesota. I don't know, but I'm debating, what am I going to end up suing you for? Yeah, you should. You should sue me. There's no question about it. I'll ruin your life, and then you can sue me. Were you ever nervous to have people at your house... Because of that, or no? Did you mean, that not when pop we did the head? podcast from there? No, like um, just in general, grow. You know, when you were when you were at your biggest and you guys lived in Dayton, were you ever nervous about having people over? Because of because, like, I know some people that do really well, and they they get nervous about like it, like people coming over and saying that this lawsuit stuff or whatever. No, no, nah, you never it, had that feeling. Well, to tell you the truth, because. Um, we had already moved to the house in Golden Valley oh, okay. uh, for a couple of years, and that's when I stopped drinking. So when I lived out in Dayton, and when we first moved into Golden Valley, I was still drinking, so you, you didn't want to do that kind of stuff to me. I was not a good drinker. I could get a little edgy, if you know what I mean. It was probably what? Like, not every time you drank, but once in a while. A lot. A lot. I am not very tolerant anyway. You may have noticed that. I'm not a real tolerant guy anyway. Yeah. And then when you add booze to that, it gets much worse. Your inhibitions that were small amount to begin with are no, gone with not a lot of the inhibition. filter. That's true. The that's filter is gone, and there was not a very strong filter to begin with. No, that, that's exact. That's a good way of putting it. And growing up in a house with five boys, that, that's... Although my, we never did fist fight. I mean, we got in arguments. Actually, one time I was I was making fun of my brother Todd by looking through a window in the back door, and I was kind of like going at and making face at him. Apparently, he had had a few because he punched the window trying to punch me. Just shattered the window. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! Ah! Oh. Tuppy, what are you doing? Stop! I love that, by the way, because his nickname was Tuppy. My father called him Tuppy for some reason. Nobody knows why, right? And so I brought that up on the air at the queue back in the old days, 30 years ago. Yeah. My brother Todd calls me, he goes, would you shut up about me? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, everybody thought you called me Tubby. Oh! (laughs) Hey, Tubby, how you doing? Did he ever say why he was called Tuppy? Did he know why? My dad just called him that. I don't know where he he got it. Okay, I didn't know if he was also sensitive to Tuppy, that it was like, oh, it's like Tupperware where... Throw away. Well, let me tell you how creative my father was. You know what his nickname was for me? Tommy. Tommer. Oh, boy, you had to work hard on that, son Mm -hmm. bitch. That was a tough one. That's funny. You know what my brother Terry's nickname was? Oh, no. Because he's the oldest in the family. What? His nickname, no, was number one. Really? I got to grow up with that that crap the whole time, do I? I'm the number, I'm behind the number one son. Is that the plan? Oh. You know, it's so funny because you talk, you know, Rudy talks about his life. You talk about your life. 
you are the way you are because of how other people have treated you. You know that, right? They even say they even say um, nobody's raised by the same parents. No, like no, that's if right. If you're second born, it's a different experience. And like I thought that was so interesting because you think with your siblings you're so close because you both know how you, it's like. No, you weren't raised by. Nobody was raised by the same parents. No, that's exactly. And by the way, there there were seven kids in my family. Troy's dead, unfortunately. I really miss Floyd. What a great guy. Call him that because that's what my grandfather thought. My mother said when she said he, she named him Troy. You got Floyd. What the hell did you name him Floyd for? Why'd Everybody else named but a T. Yeah. It's like, gee, pay attention, you drunk. <laughs> How about that? It's not even close. Troy, Floyd. Troy, Floyd. Well, I guess there's an O-Y in both of them. Oh, that's well, that's the extent of it. Generous. But seriously, I mean, I, I don't know. You guys, a lot of brothers and sisters, I, you know, we've never really talked about that a great deal. But in my family, there are seven of us. Yeah. And there was a 22-year separation between Terry and Troy. Dang. The oldest to the youngest. About half of us never talked to anyone again and haven't in 20 years. Wow. It was that traumatic. I mean, if you went through a traumatic childhood, that does happen, I guess, a lot. You know, there are periods in my life that there were people in that I just don't want to tap back into. Yeah, so you just what, yep. don't reach out. Yep. And that's just easier for everybody. And it's well, not even like one person did something bad or I did something bad. Right. It's not even like that. But it's like, you know, there's this, there's this thing around this and we don't need to always, we don't need to be reminded of it. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.